Hello, I'm Jen and this is The Pilot Principle, the podcast where I enjoy sitting around and judging the pilot episode of recent television programmes. So be sure to download and save for later the previous episodes I've done on BBC's Boiling Point, Amazon Prime Video's Gen V and Netflix's One Piece live action adaptation. Today, on the other hand, we're continuing with the Doctor Who Doctor's Pilot series, which I began with the 2005 revival helmed by Christopher Eccleston. I've gone in chronological order and also looked at David Tennant's 10th Doctor and my favourite Doctor, Matt Smith's 11. But now it's time to do a bit of growing up as we step into the shoes of the 12th Doctor. How this works is I run through the pilot details, episode length, cast, etc. before going over the pilot synopsis, the first 10 minutes and then discussing the Doctor and the Companion before we have a group cry over the Doctor's final words. But first, but first I start with this. And we're back. Let's run through the credits. Series 8 of Doctor Who first aired on the 23rd of August 2014. The pilot title was Deep Breath, which makes sense once you watch the episode. Episode length is 65 minutes, which seems to be a running theme with the Doctor pilots because after this it goes down to the regular sort of 44 minutes. Deep Breath was written by Stephen Moffat, who at this point is still Doctor Who showrunner. He clearly loves a classic because he's also created the BBC One series Jackal, the miniseries Dracula and of course Sherlock. And with Sherlock, because I'm always asking myself whether or not it's coming back, I did some digging and the last news of the series potentially returning for a fifth time comes from as early as last year where Martin Freeman says it's something that he'd consider. So it's still up in the air, it could still happen, it could also at this point not because we've all but forgotten about it. Or you would at least have forgotten about it if I didn't basically keep bringing it up in every Doctor Who special. Moffat also wrote and developed HBO's The Time Traveller's Wife, starring Rose Leslie and Theo James. The pilot episode Deep Breath was directed by Ben Wheatley. Now, Ben has directed a super eclectic mixture of film and television over the years, including the 2016 movie Free Fire, starring Brie Larson, Killian Murphy and Armie Hammer, the 2020 Netflix adaptation of Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca, starring Hammer, again, alongside Lily James. And he also directed Meg 2, The Trench, starring Jason Statham. See? Super eclectic. Deep Breath stars Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor. Now, age is going to come up a lot during this episode, so I might as well kick things off now by saying at 56, Capaldi is the oldest actor to play the Doctor, beating the very first Doctor, William Hartnell, by one year. Right, back to his very long filmography. Here are some highlights. For film, Peter Capaldi has starred in World War Z, Paddington and Paddington 2, The Personal History of David Copperfield and The Suicide Squad. For TV, he starred in The Vicar of Dibley, The Thick of It, which is where most British people know him from, The Musketeers and recently The Devil's Hour. The Doctor's companion, Clara Oswald, is played by Jenna Coleman. And for TV, she had a main role in the ITV soap Emmerdale from 2005 to 2009, where she played Jasmine Thomas. And then she had a recurring role in Waterloo Road. This was all pre-Who. Post-Who, she played Queen Victoria in ITV's Victoria, had a main role in BBC's The Serpent, a minor role in Netflix's The Sandman, and a main role in Amazon Prime Video's Wilderness. 
the pilot episode of which I've watched and podded. In terms of special faces for the pilot episode, we have a special group of people. We have... In terms of special faces, we have a special group joining us for the 12th Doctor's pilot episode, Deep Breath. We have Neve McIntosh as Madame Vastra, Catherine Stewart as Jenny and Dan Starkley as Strax. And as a little trio, they've reprised their roles numerous times within Doctor Who. Madame Vastra, Jenny and Strax make a fun little trio and you can quite easily imagine them continuing on with their lives and adventures and investigations once the Doctor has disappeared off. Now, Doctor Who is, of course, a BBC One programme and all episodes from the 2005 revival are currently available to watch on BBC iPlayer. OK, now we're done with the credits. We can move on to the pilot synopsis. The Doctor has accidentally brought a dinosaur to the middle of London, but that isn't the only mystery to solve. He and Clara need to build up trust between the two of themselves again in order to unmask an organ-stealing threat operating in the capital. Quite interestingly, Peter Capaldi actually appeared twice before in Doctor Who. He was uncredited as the 12th Doctor in the 50th anniversary special, The Day of the Doctor. And in Series 4, Episode 2, The Fires of Pompeii, he played Lobus Cecilius. This episode also starred Karen Gillan in a minor role before she became Amelia Pond one series later. After The Fires of Pompeii, but before becoming the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi also had a role in the Doctor Who spin-off series, Torchwood. And on the subject of Doctor Who spin-offs, Peter Capaldi as the 12th Doctor made an appearance on the pilot episode of Class. Now, what class, you might be asking? Well, it was a BBC Three series set at Cole Hill Academy, which is a reoccurring location throughout the Doctor Who franchise. And the series followed a group of sixth formers, one of which was secretly an alien, who were dealing with more dangerous aliens alongside all of the burdens and pressures of being a teenager. It was surprisingly dark, which I enjoyed, and had themes that were a lot deeper than what you typically get with a typical Doctor Who episode. Sadly, Class only lasted one series, but it made quite the impact, and it's available on BBC iPlayer, and I would strongly, strongly recommend giving it a watch if you haven't already. Scoodoodling on to the first 10-ish minutes of Deep Breath. For the first time since the revived Doctor Who, we do not start with a view of Earth from space. But we do still start on something quite interesting. We start on a dinosaur. We then go on to learn this dinosaur is in London. And then we go on to discover that this isn't present day London. It's London in the Victorian era. We then see Madame Vestra and Jenny and Strax, who have come to the Thames to investigate the sudden appearance of this dinosaur, along with, you know, everybody else in London with eyes. And they are telling a confused police officer that it's likely this dinosaur time travelled. The question is, of course, how on earth did this dinosaur manage to time travel? And that question is answered when it coughs up the TARDIS. When Madame Vestra, Jenny and Strax go to investigate, they find the Doctor, but it is, of course, the Doctor with a different face and he is confused post-regeneration and he doesn't know who they are despite having met them all before and he also doesn't know who Clara is, which she is very frustrated about. Before he collapses, he says, well then, here we go again. And then we go into a new intro, which is a little steampunk and has swirls of a clock sort of breaking down before we do a little view of sort of time and space and planets. And it's a bit Windows Media Player, which I guess is ironic considering Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant's intros probably were a little bit more Windows Media Player than this. But that's the vibe I got. 
post-opening, the Doctor is now back at Madame Vestra's place and they are trying to trick him into falling asleep, which is proving tricky because the Doctor can't quite comprehend the point or the purpose of a bedroom or a bed in a room. It's it's hard to say. But Madame Vestra manages to do her thing and he conks out. While he is asleep and hopefully recovering, Clara openly airs the first time her sadness and confusion at the change in her friend and that is essentially what we've got for the first 10-ish minutes of deep breath looking at the new doctor the 12th doctor peter capaldi's doctor Comparatively to the 11th Doctor, the doll has moved from, let's say, 0 to 100. The Doctor spends a lot of time looking at himself in the mirror and asking himself, why did I choose this face? And 11 started out very childlike when we meet him in his pilot episode, The 11th Hour. But after everything that's happened to him, he's aged in a way. And the 12th Doctor reflects the physicality of that internal growth. Well, that's how I see it. I will say it was a very interesting technique to have the Doctor himself constantly reference his new face and, you know, his aged features as if it was just as surprising to him as it would have been for the audience who so far have had Doctors who are on the younger side. And from what I remember at the time, there were a lot of questions and concerns about Peter Capaldi taking on the role of the Doctor. So maybe that was another way for them to address it. Who knows? In terms of the Doctor's outfit, he remains a smart dresser when he finally settles into his final form. He wears a collarless shirt and jacket with a luscious red lining which fits his sort of neat trimmed hair. Not to keep harping on about age, but he's grown up now and his clothes reflect that. You know, after he spent most of the episode running around in um, (laughs) Victorian nightwear, (laughs) which is essentially a long white dress. The Doctor is also Scottish, which is a great dose of regionality and also hilarious because David Tennant is actually Scottish as well, but had to sound Southern for his rendition of the Doctor, likely because Eccleston's nine was Northern. On to Clara Oswald, the impossible girl, who was the 11th Doctor's companion post the ponds, Amy and Rory. She's very safe with her fringe and her brown hair and her neat, sensible wardrobe, which I have always openly coveted. I just, ugh, that red mini tartan skirt, cardigan over a shirt and brogues are just mm, 10 out of 10. But she reminds me of that character in a 90s rom-com that you're waiting for someone to give them a makeover that they don't need to reveal the beauty that they already have. And with Clara, the Clara that we meet in Deep Breath, she already knows how this all works because of her time with Eleven. So she takes everything in stride. Well, most things. And what I really like about Clara as well is that she's got her own jingle. It's a sort of lovely spattering of high note piano keys that's always made me smile. And it's pretty and like like whimsical and chimey. And I love the idea of music association. And just every time I hear that, I just automatically think of Clara Oswald. And I think that little jingle encompasses her really really well now i'm not going to hum it for you because if you haven't guessed by this point i have zero aptitude for music or you know maybe you already guessed from my you know botched tuneless opening it's hard to say in terms of looking at the 12th doctor and clara oswald as a duo well the doctor spends the first part of his pilot recovering from his regeneration something that we didn't see with nine or eleven but we did see with ten in the christmas episode titled the christmas invasion which i (laughs) skipped but in that episode we get very little of rose and her new doctor and her thoughts and feelings about it 
And it's very sad, these pilots, where you've got a companion who's had to deal with a regenerated doctor. And it's the first time it's addressed head on. Clara is confused. She's angry. She wants things to go back to the way they were. And this man is a stranger to her. She wants the other one back, which is understandable and valid. And it's good that she gets it out of her system in order to allow herself to mourn and move on. There are multiple references to the fact that the doctor is not Clara's boyfriend, not that she ever thought he was, but the attraction, I suppose, can't always be helped. We sort of saw it with Rose and the ninth doctor and, of course, Rose and the tenth doctor and then the tenth doctor and Martha. So it's not a far reach. However, the doctor voicing that he is not Clara's boyfriend puts a stopper in the doctor companionshiping that, you know, people have had in the past and draws a clear boundary line, which I thought, again, was a very mature thing to do. In terms of my favourite line from the pilot, well, I technically can cheat with this one because I have a favourite moment and I have a favourite line. My favourite moment was where Clara is trying to escape from the, I guess they're droids? I don't think we ever established what they were. Anyway, Clara was trying to escape from these animatronic droids and in order for her to stay invisible to them, she has to not breathe. So she, of course, holds her breath. <laughs> she takes a deep breath and starts walking slowly to try and escape from the dangerous situation that she's in. And it's something that at first seems relatively surmountable. But the further and further she goes, she sees more and more of these dangerous droids waiting for her. And she just can't hold her breath anymore. She has to breathe. When she does breathe, the droids are immediately on her. And it's sort of like if you're watching something and someone goes underwater and you just can't help but hold your breath with them to see if you can last for as long as they're lasting. It's the same thing with this moment. So I rewound it so that I could hold my breath with Clara in that moment and my god I would have been dead like in a quarter of the time it took her to get to where she needed to get to it was such an interactive way to sort of put us in her shoes and it's where the episode title comes from deep breath we took that deep breath with Clara and it was such an adrenaline rush to almost feel like we were right there in the situation too in terms of my favourite line, there is a moment at the end of the episode where Clara has a decision to make, to stay or to go. And the doctor says to her, you can't see me, can you? You look at me and you can't see me. Have you any idea what that's like? I'm not on the phone, I'm right here, standing in front of you. Please, just, just see me. And it felt like Peter Capaldi's 12 is talking to me, well, us, to anyone who found the regeneration of the 11th Doctor difficult. He's saying, don't compare me, give me a chance to show you we can still have fun, we can still go on adventures, we can save the world together, please. And if you've listened to the 11th pilot, you know that Matt Smith's 11 is my favourite Doctor. He was my first Doctor and I remember watching it at the time and taking a deep breath and choosing to trust this next step with the doctor in terms of how deep breath made me feel well there's a lot going on in this episode when i think about it you've got dinosaurs you've got madame vastra jenny and strax you've got the fleshy droids you've got a new doctor it definitely kept things fresh i will say that the main story going on wasn't nearly as interesting as figuring out the new dynamic between the 12th doctor and clara oswald so with that being said i appreciated that clara was allowed to be honest and to mourn the 11th doctor in a way that the other companions never really got the chance to do it's already that time again it's time to regenerate Peter Capaldi's tenure as the Doctor saw three series and two core companions. 
Clara Oswald, played by Jenna Coleman, and Bill Potts, played by Pearl Mackey. It's always interesting jumping so quickly forward in time from watching the pilot episode of each Doctor to watching them at the end. Because, of course, now it's time to say goodbye to the Twelfth Doctor and look at his last line. The Twelfth Doctor's alone in the TARDIS, talking to the TARDIS, but also talking to himself, his current self and his next self simultaneously. All of this accumulates in him saying, Laugh hard, run fast, be kind. Doctor, I let you go. What were some of your favourite moments from Peter Capaldi's Twelfth Doctor? Drop me some recommendations over on Twitter slash X at Pilot Principal. Make sure to follow and rate this podcast on your audio streamer of choice. And I'll catch you on the next Doctor Who special as we discuss Jodie Whittaker's introduction as the 13th Doctor. Oh.